and welcome to a very Brady podcast. I'm your host. My name is Tack Van Sickle, and on this podcast, we celebrate the iconic TV show, The Brady Bunch. As we break down the bunch one episode at a time, we take the episode, we break it down, we watch it try to swim upstream, we awkwardly observe its mating patterns, and then release it again. <laughs> on today's episode, we look at season one. Episode 6, entitled, A Clubhouse is Not a Home. If you haven't watched the episode, please feel free to stop the podcast and go watch it before continuing. You don't have to, but it might be a hell of a lot funnier if you do. The Brady Bunch is available to stream on Hulu, CBS All Access, and Amazon Prime. Unfortunately, this episode, I had to watch it on uh, Daily Motion. But my guest today is featured on Fish Nerds Podcast and is an expert in the biological, ecological, 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 I don't know how you say it, and cultural aspects of specific fish, God, words are hard, <laughs> specific fish species. <laughs> she also holds a PhD in biology from Kansas State University, where her research focuses prime on prairie stream fish. Why I haven't had it, why I even invited her on this ridiculous show, I have no, <laughs> no idea, but I introduced Doc Martin, welcome to the show. Thank you, Tech. I don't know. Um, I'm glad to be here. So I don't know anything about the Brady Bunch. This is the first time I've ever seen an episode. So <laughs> that that brings <laughs> one, that knocks out one of my questions. Oh, so sorry. <laughs> let's talk more about no. It's let's talk more about now. Do I should I call you Doc Martin, Doc? Is you can what? call me Erica. That's totally fine. Uh, Doc Martin <laughs> is my personality for the fish nerds, uh, but Erica right. is also totally acceptable. Uh, that's what my students call me. So, yeah, Doc Martin <laughs> is just for the fish nerds. <laughs> okay, so let's talk about like your schooling. Okay, so mm. as I fumbled through your intro, did I get everything right? Um, it, it's, it's more right than what other people have called me. <laughs> um, so I've gotten, so I'm, a, a freshwater, small stream cyprinid researcher. Um, I have been called just an aquatic scientist, um, an ichthyologist, which is okay, but not really correct. Um, and then I've been called a marine biologist, which is super wrong because that's the ocean. <laughs> um, so yeah, comparatively you did really, you did great. <laughs> well, thanks. <laughs> but it sounds like you did better. Um, well, I do anyway. it, so I should I should be better, right? <laughs> PhD in biology. Okay, so mm -hmm. research focuses on prairie stream fishes. Now, when I had Clay on, um, we debated whether fish or fishes was correct, and he mm -hmm. said that fishes is also correct, mm -hmm. which that's not what you learn in elementary school. Yeah, well, it turns out, and actually, so I teach a lot of introductory biology classes at the university. We have this conversation a lot. Um, the things you learn in your little introductory stuff is almost always wrong, right? So fish is oh. usually correct. Most people would not uh, correct you unless you come across an ichthyologist or a fish scientist like myself. But fish is singular. So you have one goldfish or you can have 10 goldfish the singular okay. and plural or if you have one goldfish one betta fish and one guppy you have three fishes so fishes oh. refers to different species that's the difference there oh i see he didn't explain that oh, but he doesn't have a phd so <laughs> but yep that's that's clay was awesome though on this show 
Clay did a great job on the show, and I was so happy to have him on here. And um, yeah, so how did you get involved with Clay and Fish Nerds? Oh, God. So um, back when I was a graduate student at K-State, um, I got a Twitter because that seemed like a lot of uh, my colleagues were doing that and some of the scientists that um, I looked up to as role models were on Twitter. So I got on there. Um, I actually didn't I didn't know who the Fish Nerds were. I didn't know who Clay and Dave were, the original founders of the Fish Nerds. I was just there tweeting fish stuff, uh, cool papers that I came across, stuff I did at conferences, retweeting other stuff. And, um, somehow Clay and the Fishner's Twitter, whoever was running that found me, they tweeted me at me something. I think I was like just starting drawing fishes at the time. I'm not an artist, not by any stretch of the imagination. It's just <laughs> something I've always wanted to be better at. And in order to become better at something, you have to practice even if you're bad. And so I was drawing these really <laughs> terrible fish pictures and just posting on like, Hey, look, I draw the, I drew this little darter and it, they're terrible. Like they're colored pencils on like shitty paper. Can I curse on this podcast? Sorry. Um, and so <laughs> yes. really Say bad. whatever you want. This is, this is an explicit <laughs> show. So yes. Okay. And, um, <laughs> and so, uh, I, I drew for them the round whitefish. Um, they asked me to. I did it. I still have that drawing. It's still terrible. And then they found <laughs> out what I did. Uh, they thanked me for the drawing. And then um, they were doing fan questions when the podcast was first started. And they got a question about um, the influences of dams on um, specific fish communities, like what happens with dams and rivers. And they sent me an email or a little Twitter message <laughs> thing and asked if I would uh, answer that question. And I said, sure, here's my contact information, send me an email. And so I, I did, um, I did some research, a lot of that stuff I already know because that's one of the things you learn about in school. And so I did a little write up for them and I said, you know, Hey, this was really cool. If you want me to do anything else, just let me know. And they're like, yes, we want you to do other things. And so I started with <laughs> doing, uh, like the doctor is in where I just did, um, a fish of the day. And I, looked at research that was published and I kind of summarized it and I just geeked out about one specific species. Um, I still do that occasionally, usually with fish guy, Josh. Now we, we do it as a pair, which is really nice. And recently I've actually just found articles that I think are interesting that are kind of about fish and I contact those authors and I interviewed them. So I've had a couple of really cool ones over the last couple of weeks. Um, the first one is a, physicist um, and fluid mechanics mathematician and he studies how fish should be aligned in schools in one and two dimensions based on the physics and fluid mechanics of what schooling does which was an awesome interview and a really cool paper and the other one um the other scientist i interviewed and how humans could go to nature to find the best way to make materials and his idea is that you can use uh, Arapaima fish scales uh, to make better armor for the military. Wow. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's, it's super cool. So I, I do a bunch of weird stuff where rats been, I think, <laughs> over six years I've been with them now. Wow. Yeah. That's awesome. Yeah, that, that podcast has been around forever. Um, I know. <laughs> <laughs> and so I got a question. Can we talk shop? You mind talking shop, Doc? So <laughs> I'm sure you get these kind of questions all the time. But like, okay goldfish like so let's say i had a sick goldfish could i bring it to you or can i say hey my goldfish is acting funny 
What do you think? Is that like something that you could diagnose or at least give an idea of? And also, part two of the question, is it true they only grow the size of their bowl? Okay, both great questions. So, yeah, right, I am a doctor of fishes, um, but that is not the same thing as like a vet, right? So I'm not a, a fish right, doctor. Right, yes. um, but I did have a lot of experience working um, at my PhD and before I got my faculty position. And so a lot of that okay. is literally dealing with help my fish is sick. I took this really shitty blurry picture. Can you tell me what's wrong with my fish? I don't really know what kind it is. And so some of it, yes. And some of it, no, it depends on what it is. And, um, you know, do you know the species of it? How, how much does the customer know about Hmm. their own fish tank? The second part of your question was, do they only grow as big as a bowl? And so the answer to that is a little bit more complicated. Um, That you should not do that. You should never put a, a, a fish, goldfish, in a small bowl and leave it there. The answer is yes, but you shouldn't <laughs> do that, right? You should figure out yeah. what species you're getting and then have the appropriate size tank. Some of them you could start with a small tank and then get a bigger one later on. That's acceptable, right. but yeah, so. But they keep like beta and like those little coffee cups type, <sighs> type things. Those that's okay. No. <laughs> oh, is that? Am I um, opening up a can of worms? So here? I mean, it's nothing that I haven't said a million times. So it's not really a can of worms. It's just a really, <laughs> really common misconceptions. Um, betas in their native habitat, which I mean, they do exist right in natural streams, and so they are territorial. Um, that's why in in the pet stores you see one male beta per cup. You'll also see one female beta per cup, but you can actually put multiple females together. They're just not the pretty ones. That's why people don't buy them. Um, but right. I mean, betas are fish. Like they move around, but they do have territory. So do do they need a bigger space? No, because they're not going to grow much bigger, right? That's one of the fishes that will stay that small size. They have a specific body size and they stay that size. Um, however, like they can use larger space and they're usually happier if they have more space. Um, you know, like I, I could live in a tiny home. I I used to live, uh, with Scott in a little lake cabin that was like 800 square feet, me, him, dog, cat. It was great. (laughs) Um, baby came into play. Like we, we needed a bigger place. Could we have stayed there? Sure. We could have. (laughs) Right. But so it's the same kind of thing with the beta. Like, Yes, they can stay in those small places and they're going to stay alive. Um, but, you know, they can have like a nice five gallon fish tank. That would be really nice size for a beta. And if you get a fish tank large enough with enough structure, you can actually have more than one male in the same tank because they'll have their little territories. Okay. All right. Um, I do have one one more quick. And these are probably questions you hear all the time, I'm sure. That's okay. So I was listening to an episode of Fish Nerds and... I didn't get a chance to hear the whole episode, the whole episode, but there was a tease like before a break where they were going to discuss about when you go fishing and the fish hook, is that hurting the fish or any kind of long-term damage? I never got to hear the answer to that or I don't know. What do you think? Yeah. So we, that's a great question and a surprisingly deep question. I think a lot of people think it should be, yes, it hurts or no, it doesn't, but that's actually really complicated because, um, what is hurt, right? What is pain? Do non-human organisms experience pain in the same way that humans do? We don't know that. We can't ask a fish and it's not going to tell us, right? We can't ask other animals. They don't speak our language. Um, You know, we can make some guesses. Like we understand how pain receptors work. We understand that, uh, 
There's the um, steroids that are a response to pain that will increase in human bloodstreams that's shared among other animals. So if that is that stress hormone is increasing, probably they're under stress. That makes sense. Um, but are they registering that pain as something that is really like, ouch, I hate this. You know, what is hate? What is being mean? And so, you know, do fish feel pain is, is a, uh, you know, the, that's really highly debated, hotly debated even in the scientific realm right now. And depending on what scientist you ask, you'd probably get a different answer. Hmm. Do they have lasting effects? Yes. So if a fish gets hooked, um, depending on exactly how it is and where it is and what type of hook and all that other stuff that goes along with it, um, you can have permanent damage, you could have scarring, or it could be fine, right? It, it just depends on the severity. Um, but something that I think speaks volumes is fish become hook shy. So if you're catching fish and they get hooked, something about that experience tells them that they don't want to do that again. So if they can notice what the hook is and they can see it's the same thing, they will avoid it. Hmm. Smart. So, you know, that's pretty good evidence that there it's probably not an enjoyable experience. But again, <laughs> what does enjoyable mean to a fish? I don't know. <laughs> okay. That, wow. That's, I mean, I never, I don't fish. I never got into fishing. I don't know anything about fish. It's not my thing. But now I really I was won't. Like, I don't go fishing fish. either. <laughs> and now I really won't ever go fishing again, even though I have zero interest in it. <laughs> You could always go snorkeling and you can enjoy the sure. fishes that way. Yeah, that That's would, what I do. I would totally do that for sure. <laughs> okay, let's see. Anything else? So, yeah. Uh, so what is your history with the Brady Bunch? You kind of teased a little bit in the beginning. So what's your history with the Brady Bunch? Like, you never watched it, you said. No, I never, ever Why? watched it. Why? Um, so I... I don't know. I didn't watch a lot of TV um, as a child or as a young adult. I moved out of my parents' house when I was 18 and went to college. Yeah. I didn't have a TV in my dorm room. You were busy um, getting your PhD. I, I got you. You're smart. <laughs> yeah, I just didn't do that. Um, my parents had, they didn't have any, I don't know what channel the Brady Bunch was on, but they were pretty strict about not having um, like cable TV, which was new. So MTV hmm. and Nickelodeon and all of that. I didn't get any of those channels at wow. my house. Um, so it's also like I've, I've only seen probably a dozen music videos ever. Really? Like, and and I, I'm really into music, but it's just I never watched them as a kid because I didn't wow. have MTV, which, of course, and the Internet wasn't really a thing yet. So I couldn't just go online <laughs> and watch the music videos. So. <laughs> wow that's crazy totally different from how i grew up i grew up on television i grew up watching all those i have tons of nostalgia when it comes to old television shows and all that which is a reason why you probably hated the show because no. if this is the first time you're watching it you have no nostalgia to like fuel it from behind where i do and a lot of us do yeah yeah i <laughs> i did not i was not a fan <laughs> i'm so sorry <laughs> no i gotcha no Trust me, the show is dumb. <laughs> Trust me, it's a dumb show. It's cheesy as hell. Which you, this is why we I do this. We yeah. break it down. We have a blast, like just tearing it apart and having fun. But overall, for me, I still love it from the nostalgia aspect. And I know? have some of those too. Where um, so I loved when I was a kid the Ace Ventura, right? Pet Detective. For sure. I loved that when I was a kid. Um, I went back to watch it as an adult. And uh, I was really disappointed. Uh, There's some jokes that are not funny. They're super just just not okay. Like, if 
funny at the time, probably because as a child, I didn't really understand what exactly they were making fun of. But as an adult, I kind of get it now. And I'm like, oh, that's you shouldn't do that. That's really gross. So but I still like I'll still watch it because I love Jim Carrey. And I, I love that as a kid so much. But it's For sure. Yeah. You know, times change, which is a good thing. <laughs> See, you get it. You get it. <laughs> All right. So let's take our first break. And when we okay. come back, we're going to get into it. Are you ready, Doc? I'm ready. Uh, I'm going to call you Doc because it makes me feel cool, like I'm Marty McFly <laughs> in Back to the Future. So, <laughs> Okay, All I've right, seen we'll that be... movie. <laughs> oh, good, good, good. <laughs> All right, we'll be back. Whether you're fly fishing in a stream, getting those ankles wet, or deep in the ocean casting nets, fish nerds, fish nerds, fish nerds, it's a podcast. Just for the hell of it! Fried in a basket or broiled in a pan, eat it raw like you're in Siam, fish nerds, fish nerds, fish nerds. The podcast. And we are back, and we have the Brady Bunch season one, episode six entitled a clubhouse is not a home and we're going to get into it first facts about the episode this originally aired on october 31st 1969 Ooh, halloween (laughs) it was written by skip webster which that's the first time that name's been under the written by and directed by john rich and just like all the other ones um this episode we did have to watch on daily motion because it was not on uh, Hulu or anything like that. And this is one of the episodes that they weirdly uh, couldn't put on the streaming apps for some reason. I don't know why. Something to do with copyright infringement? I don't know. Weird. Um, also, uh, if you go check out the brand new website that just dropped, which is a very Brady podcast.com doc. That's brand new. I just started it uh, like two days ago or yesterday or something like that. And I actually have a blog on there and I did a whole little quick little short two minute blog talking about streaming and how not all the episodes are on there. And there's a little conspiracy theory in there. So it's kind of interesting. Mm-hmm. So, so go check that out. Um, all right. All right. So now here we go. We're going to get into it. Here we go. Stretch. Ready? Okay. I'm ready. Ah. Okay. Okay. <laughs> Fade in. Okay. Fade in. You got to do the hands. Wait, have we too, already like... passed the intro song? Yeah, do we need to go through that? If you want to get something to say, go for it. Well, I've never seen the intro. Oh, song, okay. So I've never yeah, let's talk about it. I've heard the song before, and I just wanted to say 
that it's awful and I hated it and I whistled it the rest of two days. <laughs> I could That's not awesome. get it out of my head. Me and Scott were both like, do, 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 do. We're like, oh, God damn it. It's in our head again. <laughs> so Damn you, tech. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I get that a lot. Marketing. <laughs> yeah. Well, the song does change a little bit. I mean, the lyrics don't. The music kind of does. But they redo different okay. versions of it. Like. It eventually turns into like somebody else singing it. Then it eventually turns into the kids are singing the song, but it's still the same intro with the boxes oh. and all that. The iconic blue boxes, you know, just like the logo. Yeah, I did recognize that at least. I mean, yeah. like I know who the Brady Bunch <laughs> is, right? <laughs> gotcha. Okay. All right. So now we can fade right. in. Sorry. Fade in. <laughs> the kids are playing in the backyard on the swings. Alice is in the kitchen making breakfast for Mr. and Mrs. Brady. Now, there's an ongoing joke here, Doc. You already have okay. something to say. Hold on. <laughs> there's an ongoing joke here about how Alice is like the employee and she gets way too involved with the family. And there's, anyway, we have ongoing jokes here, but what do you got? I did hear that. I think, I, well, from the couple episodes, Clay mentioned that as well. But she, so Alice cooks, I assume, for the entire family. And she's like finishing cooking breakfast, finishing. And that yeah. stove is perfectly clean. Perfectly She's clean. badass. Everything is totally clean every time she cooks throughout the episode. So <laughs> I either want to know her secrets or I want a crew also cleaning up everything that happens when I cook. <laughs> she, she's a pro. That's that's how you do it when you're a pro. So it is magic. That was my suspicion in the yeah. notes that I took. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So, you know, also another big joke on here is that they have a housekeeper that cooks, cleans, does everything in her house, yet... Carol, Mrs. Brady, doesn't even work. She's a stay-at-home mom. Like I was wondering. Why? I was actually going to ask what they did. And um, Scott thought that uh, Mr. Brady was an architect? Yes, that's okay. correct. Okay, He's he was architect. right then. All right, because we didn't know. Yep. It doesn't say in the episode. Okay. And Carol's a stay-at-home mom that doesn't do shit because Alice does everything around the house. So, fun fact. My father is an architect and my mother was a stay-at-home mom. <laughs> Well, we didn't Did have you a have... Oh, oh, man, that would have been so cool. Do you have so like five cool. other brothers and sisters? And uh, I have one older sister. That's it. So. Oh, okay. <laughs> All right. All right. So moving on, Mike decides he wants to make uh, make a toast saying the successful launch of, quote, Project Brady Bunch went off without a hitch. Alice interjects by saying that they've only just left the launch pad and it's still up in the air. Typical Alice being negative, you know, they're trying to like celebrate here. Of course, we're on episode six so far and they're just now saying it's a success. You know, I don't know. I have other questions about that too. But moving on, Mike takes Alice to the window to show the kids playing outside. See, no problems. See, paradise. Hold on. Alice doesn't seem to believe for some reason. Go ahead. You don't have to raise your hand, by the way. Okay, <laughs> sorry. Well, I wasn't sure if I could just interrupt because I know you're in the I middle. Know, of I know you're used to being like a teacher. No. I am. <laughs> yes. Three Doc? grown adults drinking yeah. milk at the window. <laughs> That's good. Well, where, where else am I going to drink milk? That's weird. If I can't do it at the window. Well, I know. But I just look at that. I'm like, I don't know. I mean, not many adults drink milk. I don't think. It's mostly like what kids do, but... Three grown adults sipping milk at the window was just, a, it was very unusual scene for me. <laughs> no, that's, you bring up a good point. Yeah. I drink milk. I like milk. I mean, I wouldn't toast with it at a window, which is right. weird. <laughs> so anyway, they're saying, look, paradise, kids are getting along. And Alice is like, 
okay like just being negative <laughs> nelly yeah right not so fast and if that's not foreshadowing i don't know what is so next thing mike and carol are measuring the closet in their room to see where the dead center is so they can divide the closet up equally um mike says there used to be plenty of room until the cartons started showing up cartons like i had a question about that they mean boxes but they keep referring to them as cartons which is weird yeah, I didn't actually, I did not notice that. Now that I, I mean, I, I hear it now that you say it. Yeah. I guess I just assumed maybe they were talking about boxes inside of cartons. I don't right. that make I know. Sense either. When they huh. first said cartons started showing up, I'm like, cartons? Like, I wonder what that is. Like, that's weird. Okay. And then they see, that show boxes and, and they're like, oh, those are boxes. Like, even they refer to them as boxes later, but then they go back and re-refer to them as cartons. Which is strange. I don't know if that's like a 1969, 1970s kind of a thing. I don't know. Weird. Maybe. <laughs> um, so the girls are in their room, apparently unpacking the room, which I didn't understand because this is uh, episode six and they've already been living in their room for a while. Like in their room didn't exactly oh. <laughs> look empty. You know, it's like, like why, what, they're just now getting their stuff out of storage? Like, what are they waiting on? And the room didn't look empty or anything. It looked like they've been, they're completely moved in. And now their huh. clothes are just now showing up? Like, did, what? Did they have just like a week's worth in a backpack or something before? And now all the, the rest of the stuff is coming in? Like, how much time has passed from episode one to episode six, I guess? Well, actually, it's explained in this episode because later in the episode... Oh. Um, they refer to it, um, they said, hey, do you remember what you said on our wedding day? And one of the kids said, I don't know, how am I supposed to remember that? That was like three months ago or two oh, months ago right. or something, remember? So they've been in there for a, a while A couple yeah. months. It's almost in real time because this hmm. is six episodes in, six weeks. So you're talking like, okay. you know, a month and a half or so, maybe two months. Like, and they didn't <laughs> so have what their have clothes. they doing with their stuff? <laughs> Right. They said it was in storage. Why keep it in there for six more weeks or two more months? I don't know. It didn't yeah, make weird. sense to me. Okay. Um, the boys start to complain that they have to help bring it, bring up boxes for the girls' room. Mike says it's about family cooperation. You know, you scratch their back, they'll scratch yours. Bobby says, I don't want any girls scratching my back, you know. And then hilarity continues. You didn't find that joke funny. No, I'm just kidding. No, um, I actually wrote, boys hating girly stuff, how cliche. That's my note for that whole scene. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> yeah, no, it's cool. As, there's, by the way, there's a lot of, like, jokes that I'll make. Maybe not in this episode because I didn't see too many, but in other episodes that I'll, I'll talk about how it's the man's house. The man runs. I'm, these are jokes for the time period and how it appears. You know, I don't. I'm oh, not yeah, actually we're going we're to be talking about all, all that here coming up here. To act. Oh, good, 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 good. Yeah, bring it all out. Oh, and then all the right. other note I had was, okay, I think it was at this point where there's the box of unmentionables. Yeah, yeah. We'll get okay. there. We'll get there. Oh, oh, we're not there yet. Okay, I'll wait. Yeah, then. no, no. We'll get there. Because I had a um, question about it. <laughs> For sure. Um, okay. So as Mike tells the boys to take more boxes, Carol secretly slides over the closet divider so she has a little more room on her side. Shocking. Mm. Typical housewife. No, I'm just kidding. Uh, <laughs> next thing, the girls are in the room and Marsha and Jan are negotiating closet and drawer space with each other. Cindy asks, 
what about me? And they're like, you're just a little kid. You only get one drawer. One drawer out of like three dressers in there in a the closet. And she gets one drawer. <laughs> um, Greg and Peter show up with boxes. And the girls say, it's about time. Where have you been? And then they start telling them where to put their, quote, cartons. <laughs> and then they're like, over there. Mine goes over there. No, mine's over there. And they're like, oh, my God. They're like, just drop it. You put it wherever you need it, which I think is reasonable. I don't think they need to be moving it from one bed to the next. And I would have just been like putting it right inside the door. Like, here you go. Right. And they can take right. it from there. And then yeah, there's, there's a box that Bobby brings up. And, you know, it's like, it's got unmentionables. There you go. There's your cue. Yeah. Yeah. So. First of all, it's children's unmentionables. <laughs> yeah. Why is it so heavy? <laughs> like children's clothes is smaller. I mean, even with three of them, like that box, it can't be that heavy. It cannot. I'm sorry. Right, it right, just right. seemed very ridiculous. <laughs> Assuming... That's the box he was complaining was super heavy. It's so heavy. I don't want to move it. And then you go to open it to what's in there. And it's it's underwear. Like that's what it is. Why well, is okay. it heavy? What's their underwear okay. made out of tack? What did they do in the 60s and 70s with their underwear? Is it lead lined? <laughs> it's all polyester. So, no. Um, so it's kind of, okay, so you bring up a good question. So Bobby is carrying this box saying it's so heavy. What do you got in here anyway? And he puts it down and they're like, it's got an dimensionables. And then Peter, like, Starts trying to look into it. Like, what? He wants to see his sister's underwear. Because according to what she said, anyway, that it's got unmentionables in it. But yet it's heavy. I think there's something more than just unmentionables in there. There's got If it's be. that heavy, like, she's high. And she's like, don't look in there. You know, like, there's, she's like, there's like a body in there or something, maybe. I don't know. <laughs> but they're yeah. hoarding something that they don't want the boys to know about. Yep. And I want the yeah. answers. We ask the hard questions here. And I'm not afraid. <laughs> So good. We're going to we're going to get down to the bottom of it. We're getting to it. We bring up tons of conspiracy theories on this show. <laughs> Perfect. <laughs> okay, let's see here. Uh Marsha and Jane can't decide where they need to put the boxes or uh cartons, I should say. So Greg tells Peter just put it down. We've already been there, blah blah blah. They start arguing. Next scene, Mike is upstairs and decides to secretly move the closet divider a little to Carol's side. So we have a war happening here, which didn't make any sense. First of all, they hung like a heel, like one of Carol's heels to be, to to show where the center is. First of all, okay, why do you need to even put that up to show center anyway? It's divided by his clothes, her clothes already. Like, and so what? I would not care. Like... Yeah, as long as my clothes fit on it, I don't care if you take up 80% yeah. of the closet. As long as my clothes are hung up, that's fine. Like, I don't yeah, know. Yeah, I, I actually wrote down two grown adults with three kids each can't have a conversation about closet space. Is this serious? What the fuck? <laughs> <laughs> that was my note about that whole idea. I was like, this is like, they're just sneaking around. First of all, is it really sneaking? Like, you're going to walk in and see it right away. Like, Duh, because <laughs> yeah. it's it's not halfway. Like you're not. Who are you fooling? Here? <laughs> you can just. I mean, you can just look you at it and see your significant other is really stupid, or you just don't understand how being like fooling somebody works. I, it's just like, <laughs> hey, you know, I have this much and you have this much. Let's split it that way instead. Or maybe we should get a dresser. Or maybe I should get rid of some things. Like, how do you have three children that are well behaved and not be able to have a conversation like this? Sorry. <laughs> Stop apologizing to me. I didn't create the show. 
<laughs> well, I'm very upset at whoever did. <laughs> that would be Sherwood Schwartz. He's the creator. Ah, Sherwood. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, you're right. You're totally right. Like, I would not give a shit. Like, it's like, right. as long as my clothes fit on there, I don't give a fuck how much space it is. I don't care. Like, my clothes yep. don't need to breathe. They don't. It's fine. I'll squish just, them all over to just like ten percent right. of the closet. I'm good. Uh, so anyway, so That's Alice a big walks closet in closet for there that time too because I live in an old house and we have teeny tiny closets. So yeah. the closet in that house is actually a really nice size for That's that good. era. Nice. So. so like, do you and your husband like argue like space and? No, I okay. also well I also don't have a lot of clothes ever so. Um, I just get rid of things. If it doesn't fit, then if I buy something new, I have to throw something away. That's my rule. Uh, <laughs> I am really, I don't like clutter. I don't like to keep things. I don't like knickknacks. Oh, so I, I have everything in its place. It's very uh, logum, which is like a Swedish. Um, if you have something, it can be beautiful, but it must also serve a purpose. I gotcha. And I think <laughs> it means closet in Ikea. So, no, go. I don't know. I don't know if it does or not. But... <laughs> um, well, that's cool. Um, and also another thing, they kept using a shoe to divide so they can slide it. Why don't you just stick tape down or, or paint a line? Boom. There. Nobody can fucking move it now. It's right. dead tap center. <laughs> There's like so many other ways to solve that problem than a shoe. <laughs> it's okay. If this is their biggest problems they have. They got no problems. So that's true. People would kill to have their problems. Yeah. <laughs> All right. So Alice walks in and uh, surprises Mike. Oh, is that where I'm at? Yeah. Cause Mike secretly moved the divider over to see a bigger size. Okay. So Mike, Alice walks in. Uh, she says, uh, she's collecting the empty boxes. And he's like, I thought the boys were supposed to be doing that. And she's like, well, they don't like their, the work. Whatever, what'd she say? I don't like the, I don't think they like their work environment or something like that. Basically, the boys don't like because they're being bossed around by the girls and being told what to do. So Mike's like, I'm going to handle this. Put that box down. I got this. Yeah. So Mike. Oh, I love what he says. We're going to have to talk about it. <laughs> where? Did we already hit it yet? Or no? You're getting there. <laughs> okay, so Mike goes into the backyard where there apparently there's a clubhouse that has never been there before, um, and and uh, it, it's clearly it was built it on their own just by the way it looks. And on the door there's a sign that says "Private Keepout," and Mike has to do a secret knock, dun, 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 and they of course they knock back. He couldn't just go like, "Boys, open the door," you know. It's not. Well, who is it? You know, do you know the secret knock? You know, it's like. <laughs> It's and dad. Also, open if he's if the dad is knocking on the door with the secret knock. Yeah. Why did the boys have to knock back? Like if it was me knocking and they gave me the secret knock, like I wouldn't that would be meaningless to me. Like, cool, you knocked back at me. I guess that means I can come <laughs> in. Like, I don't know. What is that doing? <laughs> right. And you notice they had to unlock the door from the outside. <laughs> they had to reach through <laughs> and go, Knook, lift up the little thing to open up the door. Ridiculous. That was funny. Um, so the boys tell Mike that uh, they're sick of doing what they're told by the girls all the time and tired of being surrounded by stuffed animals, dolls, and thousands of hair ribbons. Uh, Mike reminds – trust me, I grew up with four sisters. I know what he's thinking. Um, Mike reminds the boys of the long talk they had about adding the girls to the family. He said, 
Speak now or forever hold your peace. Remember, yes. we talked about yes, that. that's it. Oh, this is your line here? How speak now or forever hold your peace, and that's going to work with children, LOL. Like, no <laughs> way. There's no way that you're going to be like, remember, remember three months ago, son, when I said speak now or forever hold your peace? Are you kidding me right now? There's, there's <laughs> no way that that is going to work ever with parenting. <laughs> I thought it was really funny. It's not it's not a bad argument though. I would use that because I would say, "Hey, this is what we're doing. Anybody got a problem with that?" And I'd be like, "Nope." And then when they got a problem with it, like you said you didn't have a problem with it going into it, you said, you know, I well, would use it. I know, but like speak now or forever hold your peace. Like the kids are not going to forever hold their peace. Like that's <laughs> right. not a realistic right. goal. Like you know they're not going to do that. So you can bring it up and say, "Hey, remember we talked about this, so you you can't do it." Yeah. But you have to know the first time you say, speak now or forever hold your peace to a child, you're going to have <laughs> right. to remind them that they have to hold their peace. <laughs> right. gonna, it's going to have to And happen. also, <laughs> doesn't mean like they're not allowed to like have a complaint here and there. You know, that, that's okay. <laughs> right. But yeah, I think that ex- like, I expectation like... was a little bit, uh, a little high for children. <laughs> yeah, right. It's like, well, Jan took my shirt like, hey, you said forever hold your peace <laughs> six years ago. <laughs> Zip. You know, you need to shut your whore mouth. You know, it's like that's right. But you can, can I get never, my shirt ever back? Complain about this, <laughs> right? Never. <laughs> All right. So uh, he says, uh, "For Roger Peace, he reminds him that when he married Carol, he promised to love her as well as loving the girls as well." Mm-hmm. And the boy is like, "Yeah, we got you. We understand." <sighs> that's that scene. <laughs> Sorry, mm-hmm. I thought I had something else to say about it. All right, moving on. So Carol is back up in the bedroom. Guess what she's doing, Doc? Oh gosh. Um I for Oh, she's moving the shoe. She's moving she's the moving shoe. The shoe to, to adjust the closet space again. She secretly slides it back over. Just then Mike walks in and immediately sees it cuz you know, he's across the room and has human eyeballs and can <laughs> <Right>. tell <laughs> that you know, he understands like, you know, uh, distance and spacing and all that. Well, he's an architect, so mm-hmm. that's probably... That's right. He should be very good at eyeballing things like that. <laughs> right. So he, like, pulls out the measuring tape again. He's like, uh, so, you know, what's half a 6 for? You know, come on now. We know how to do this. And basically calling her, like, ridiculous that she keeps doing this. Um, Alice walks in and says, ahem. And Mike asks, trouble? His or hers? And she's like, well, one of each. Mm-hmm. And so Mike goes into the bathroom um, where Marsha and Greg are in there fighting over space on the counter. You know, counter space. You move all your girly stuff and perfumes and whatever over there. And I'm trying to, you know, they're just arguing about space. And, and for so, the record, yeah. I have less things on our bathroom and in our bathroom than Scott does. Thank you very much. So I have... One toothbrush and my nice scented candle, and that is the only things that is on my side ever. So, so where do you keep all well, your? Oh, I also so I have like really long hair. I don't know. It's like goes down past my back. I have it in a nice. shitty braid right now, but um, I don't use <laughs> any um, blow dryers, curlers, straighteners, hairspray. I don't have. I don't own any of those things, so uh, I just don't. I just don't. Why now? Is this like a holistic thing here? What is this? Is like a religion? No, are you in a cult? Are you in a cult? What? It's I'm cheap. 
Oh, you're cheap. <laughs> so I don't want to buy that stuff. And also, it takes right. so much time. So, like, I just I don't. I don't have the patience for it. It's just so time-consuming to deal with that stuff. <laughs> so I don't do it. <laughs> I gotcha. So do you have, like, other, like, uh, toiletries? I mean, like, girl stuff? I have a, stuff? I have a deodorant. I mean, that's important. <laughs> I usually have, like, remember to wear it every or... day, but I have a backup stick in my office for the days that I forget. <laughs> <laughs> so do you have like makeup or like creams and like um, I don't know what girls use. So I um I I have some lotion, but I have to tell you how I got it because I didn't have lotion and so um I recently had a baby right in February. Right. And when I was really pregnant, you know, your skin stretches cuz you know you're making a baby and it takes right. a lot of room. And I had bought my my dog Scully, um agent Dana Scully from the X-Files. That's my dog's name. <laughs> <I got you. laughs> and she had a little rug burn on her belly. And so I got oh. her um, some doggy lotion for it. So I put it on her at night. So it That's get adorable. And it's just like, a, it's basically a coconut oil-based lotion. So I read the ingredients list. There's, it's, it's whatever. It, yeah, it's safe for dogs. So they could like lick it and it's not going to hurt them. Yeah, yeah. So it's basically non-toxic. So when my skin started to hurt, I didn't have any lotion. I would actually use that and I would rub it on my belly. So I was using the dog <laughs> lotion for me. And I told one of my really good friends um, and former graduate students. And she's like, Erica, you are a grown woman about to be a parent. You cannot use dog lotion on yourself. <laughs> so she, she sent me some lotion and that's what's currently in my bathroom. <laughs> So that's how I got that. <laughs> so I don't understand this. So like I use lotion every day. I have to. I have very dry skin, especially after a shower. I have to use lotion. I have to moisturize. I understand I'm a guy. I don't care. It's it's annoying. I hate having dry skin. Um, so I don't get the, Is this like a cult thing? Or are you like I just don't. against I don't, like. I don't need it. Like, like a hippie my hands thing? aren't cracked or anything. So I just don't use it. So I don't I don't buy it. Oh, must be nice to be so naturally pretty and have perfect skin. <laughs> I don't know about maybe naturally lazy. I don't know. <laughs> More so than anything I guess else. I just don't need it. Well, I don't. Of course, you know, maybe I maybe I will someday. It's going to come back to bite me that I didn't do all this these routines as a young person, right? <laughs> so. No. It's, I just like the feel of lotion, especially like if you're like get your hands wet. I imagine you probably do get your hands wet a lot. I don't I know. Do. I, yeah. Like, I use, um, I have and bag then bomb. they dry out, huh? Bag bomb. Okay. So do you know what that is? Bath bomb? Bag bomb. B-A-G. Oh, bag? Like, yeah. No. So it's used, um, it, well, you can use it on cow udders <laughs> for cracks from milking. So like udder so cream. Works, yeah, like udder cream. And so it works really, really good on uh, severely dry skin. So if I do have anything yeah. come up, I just put that on it and that works really well. And it's really, really cheap. So I can buy one thing of Bag Bomb and it lasts me for six or seven years. Thank Holy you very shit. much. <laughs> I, use, uh, I used to use outer <laughs> cream for like tattoo healing and stuff like yeah, that. Yeah, yeah. It, it is perfect for tattoos because I have a lot of tattoos as well. And that's one yeah, of the yeah. things you can put on it. <laughs> See? So nice. it's multi-use, very inexpensive. That's how Doc Martin rolls. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you, you do live the simple life. That's for sure. I do. <laughs> it's not for everybody. <laughs> no, I gotcha. Minimalistic. I get it. Yes. <laughs> All right. Uh, let's see, where are we? Moving on. Oh, yeah. So, anyway, 
So Greg and Marsha are arguing in the bathroom about there's no space. The girl has all this stuff. And um, see, Marsha and taking a beauty product. Mike tells them that they're the oldest and they can take a lesson from the others. And they're getting along just fine. Of course, cut to <laughs> uh, Jan is hanging up a sign on the girl's bedroom door that was reads private keep out. Of course, where would we see that sign before? We saw it on the boys' clubhouse. And so Peter's like, What are you where did you get that? And she's like, What? And then so they're like fighting over the sign, and Jan takes it and runs off, and Peter chases after her. And then it cuts to Cindy and Bobby are downstairs in the in the giant living room. And uh Cindy is wearing Bobby's Indian costume, apparently. And then, you know, he's like, You better take that off. What? You got something? What? <laughs> Yeah, well, I mean, dressing up as a Native American is maybe no longer a great choice because it's right, right, right. right. Yeah, there, there's more <laughs> of this later down the road. I mean, it's it's the time period. I get it. Yeah, today yep, is not yeah. very acceptable. And yep. uh, I yes. just wrote, "Times have changed." Thank God. <laughs> <laughs> Moving on. <laughs> yeah. uh, Cindy Barbara arguing um, cuts back up to Greg and Marsha and Greg starts making fun of Marsha's perfume and ew look at this, this you know mm-hmm. she gets mad at him and chases him too so now kids are chasing kids all over the house they're running down the stairs going wild uh, cuts back up to Mike and Carol which <laughs> this cracked me up cuts back up to Mike and Carol and Mike is literally has the dictionary opened. <laughs> And is reading the definition of sharing to Carol. <laughs> I thought that was hilarious. And then Alice is like, yeah, or no, they overhear like the kids screaming at each other. I just thought it was so funny because they just like, and and he's reading the definition, but then gets interrupted by the kids screaming. And I thought that was so funny. Like that was funnier than I think that they meant for it to be. But I don't yeah, know. That's, that's pretty good. <laughs> that's a good thing i have nothing yeah. to say about that one yay <laughs> yay okay good good okay <laughs> so um <laughs> all the kids uh have now entered into the parents bedroom screaming and running around alice runs in after them mike asks what's this all about she goes paradise remember like what a dick like she's just like a dick uh I know, paradise alice is my favorite <laughs> She's a dick. Like we found out in past episodes. Okay. Let me explain Alice to you. First of all, Uh Uh your quote favorite. (laughs) Like she holds on to information and lets people around the house, like fumble through things when she knows truths to things. Right. She she answered a a teacher then like where the teacher knows the information and then you have to let the student fumble through it to figure out for themselves so, so they so. truly learn she's the puppet master of the house secretly <laughs> and so and there was a time where she answers a phone answers the phone from the school to one of the parents about one of their children takes the call takes the information and deliberately keeps that information from the parents about one of their children Oh, I feel like that's probably not good. It's that's not good. Yeah. That's, that's, that's and the child has the problems. The child has problems. Is She's not performing well at school. She's got things on her mind. And the parents are like, God, what is wrong with her? We can't seem to figure out why. And this whole time, Alice knows the reason why. And yeah, just that's, chooses that's not to. Yeah. Of course, I'm being dramatic about it all. This is a comedy oh, yeah. show for kids. You know, but. Right. 
Right. You get it. <laughs> you get it. Yeah. She's a dick and a puppet master. <laughs> and Clay finds her sexy. <laughs> <laughs> so maybe we should replace her, maybe replace Alice with Alice Cooper then, huh? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that was so funny. <laughs> Yay. Sorry. Yeah, it cracked me up this morning when I saw that. <laughs> I saw that. I was like, I, I know a guy who would appreciate that. <laughs> I got a guy. Yeah, I got a guy for that. <laughs> yeah. All right. So uh, Mike is now downstairs in the media room, which is what we decided to call that room. In the media room, having a family meeting. You got all the kids sitting around, including Carol, which she's sitting amongst the kids, but I thought was weird. Hmm. And um, Mike is having a discussion. Effective immediately. We share everything. Do you understand? All the kids nod, including Carol. She knows her place. Uh, yeah. <laughs> and then he's like, do you understand? And they're all like, yeah. And she's like, yeah. And Carol looks like she's in trouble, too. She's like, puts her head down like she's ashamed, which she should this, be for that closet like, behavior. Yeah, the closet fiasco. Is this where he goes all in, all those in favor say I? Yeah, yeah, yeah. All okay, those in so favor I say I. I have a question about this. Sure. Because he, he says that. He's like, all those in favor say I, right? He says I. And then he has to basically force the kids to say I, right? <laughs> so if you have to force the kids That's to say just... I, does it count as being in favor, <laughs> right? Yeah, he's a fascist dictator. That's how it works. <laughs> like, but that's you, only now, for all later. All those in favor say I, but you will say it. <laughs> yeah. So he makes them feel like they have a choice, but they don't. And then two years down the road, when they're not sharing, he said, you fucking said I six right years ago. Time. <laughs> yeah. So you have no right to come to me right now. So, yeah. <laughs> Sorry. This just made me laugh. And I'm like, I'm not sure if that counts. If you force kids to agree with you and they clearly don't. <laughs> yeah, right. It's the same thing. Like uh, North Korea has a um, they have an election. Right. Yeah, exactly. Kim Jong Un is That's on it. the ballot, the only one on the ballot every year. But every time, <laughs> he's like, "I won again." Yes. Right. Did Did you know? <laughs> right. Yeah. So uh, let's see. In the backyard, the girls are have uh, have completely taken over the clubhouse. Um, is that where I'm at? Did I skip something? I think I skipped something. Uh, I don't think so because they kind of cut to yeah the girls taking over and then it, that's where it gets into the clubhouse stuff. I feel Pretty like much. I scrolled up on accident here. Hold on. Oh. Paradise. Okay. Effective immediately. Okay. Mm -hmm. So Carol brings Mike. Yeah, here we are. Carol brings Mike back up to the bedroom to show him the closet is now divided 50-50. She said the motivational speech kind of changed things. And he's like, well, I wasn't talking about you primarily anyway. Mm -hmm. And, uh, <laughs> <laughs> and uh, just then Greg yells from downstairs. Come quick to the backyard. And uh, Mike and Carol run downstairs. In the backyard, the girls have completely taken over the clubhouse. The boys say that they've added curtains and rugs. I thought it looked nice, by the way. Um, Mike agrees that uh, it's not very suitable for a, quote, boys clubhouse. But Carol mm -hmm. says, correction. We're just going to gloss all over this because I know one thing that's very important to me. When I was a child is curtains. Yeah. Okay, anyway, moving on. We're just, just going to keep going. <laughs> yeah, curtains and carpeting. Mm. So um, Mike's like, well, I guess it's not very suitable for a boys' clubhouse. And Carol's like, uh-uh, not so fast. Boys and girls' clubhouse. And Mike's like, 
um, what did you say to me, woman? <laughs> no, he didn't say that. But he's like, no, boys clubhouse. And just then Alice tells the kids, all right, kids, let's go. Let's go. Mom and dad are about to fight. Everybody, come on. And they're like, even Cindy's like, but I want to see him fight. <laughs> they're like, no. So now the kids leave and now it's just Mike and Carol. And Mike tells Carol that there are just some places where women just don't belong. And she says, name one. He said, boys clubhouses and men's locker rooms. Bam. Nailed it. That's what he said. It was a weird episode. Yeah. And then Carol, Carol asked, what, do you have something to say? Go ahead. Oh, I think we're getting there. Just We're just going to gloss okay. over all the misogyny here and just, just <laughs> laugh it up. <laughs> oh, so you're telling me that women uh, are allowed in men's locker rooms and well to be honest with you men would not care <laughs> they wouldn't probably invite women to come in but i mean if you really want my opinion on it i think dividing things among gender is outdated and there's no purpose for it but anyway <laughs> <laughs> well, i think it all depends on the situation i mean it's situational but and you can I have agree, i'm not places like that's okay but right yeah there's, it's it's a complicated issue. I think it's more complicated than a lot of people are happy about. How's that? <laughs> all right, all right, all right. Fair enough. Okay, so um, so where are we? Oh, boys' clubhouses and men's locker rooms. He said. So Carol asked what happened to the sharing. She says that if the girls had a dollhouse, the boys wanted to play with it. I'm sure. To win. I know this you guys. Hold this that. Is the hold one. that thought. Hold that. Uh-huh. We're getting there. We're getting there. I know. So the boys, if the girls had a dollhouse and the boys wanted to play with it, I'm sure there wouldn't be a problem. Just then Mike says, oh, yes, there would. If my boys wanted to play with the dollhouse, I'd immediately take them to a psychiatrist. Wow. Let's unpack that. I wrote in all caps, what the fuck. (laughs) First of all, let me give you some backstory here. Uh, Robert Reed, who plays Mike Brady, is gay in real life and he was oh gay. really i didn't yeah. know that okay for sure and um he had a hard time dealing with it because this is a bad time to be gay you know back yeah. then and he had to hide it um eventually um florence henderson who played carol she she knew she found out because mm-hmm. i think he may have told her and he actually struggled with some of these romantic scenes that they had to do with her and they had to work on it and practice and, and um he wasn't comfortable like he was like very gay, I guess, where he wasn't even comfortable kissing a woman at all. And um, so they had to work on it. Um, and they, he didn't even he never really came out publicly about it at all. Hmm. Apparently after he because he passed away in the 80s from AIDS, he got HIV. And um, after he passed away, <laughs> apparently everybody thought it was OK. Well, this is going out him now. He was gay and he had, he had AIDS and all that, you know. So I guess it's OK. I don't know. But. That's when the whole world knew it was after he passed away. So huh. there's your backstory. Interesting. Yeah. So yeah, I bet he had some opinions on a lot of this stuff too. That he just yeah didn't for sure. Say about. Um, <laughs> also, backstory about rivalry too. We talked about in other episodes is that he fucking hated doing the show. He hated it. He tried really? to quit three times just in the first season. I think he does a fantastic job, and he is a huh. good actor. He's more of a dramatic actor. He didn't want to do some stupid family sitcom. He just did not oh, was not interested. Interesting. Yeah, huh. but he he never like took it out on the kids or the other actors. It was always just the the high brass of the show. Mm-hmm. Like the kids said, that he was fantastic, and he treated them 
like he was there, like they were his own children. He still continued uh, every one of their birthdays. He got them something. He would like plan trips with all of them all the time. And it was really cool. Um, But he was never rude to like actors or anything like that. So, but yeah. Well, that's that's good. Good for him. That had to be a very hard situation. (laughs) Well, it (laughs) was, obviously. He wanted to quit. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Um, all right. So Mike tells her that there are time there's, there are times when men just want a place of their own, which is true. I'm going to agree with that. Carol says that girls have a right to anything the boys have. Mike says jokingly, how about beards? But Carol like (laughs) cries. And so he's like, I'm just kidding. And then they hug. Mm -hmm. So doc, this is where we come to our first or second break. Really? Okay. There's a lot to unpack here, man. We are, it's getting heavy. It's getting deep. All right. So, uh, sexism is the topic today and good thing you're here. Uh, help me walk through this and, <laughs> you know, so, uh, let's take a break. And when we come back, we will, uh, see what happens next. If you haven't checked out a Very Brady Podcast online merch store, you gotta do it. With the holidays coming up, where else can you go? You can pick up a Very Brady Podcast coffee mug for Aunt Sally, or a Very Brady Podcast phone case for Uncle Bob. The merch store has t-shirts, coffee mugs, magnets, stickers, and so much more. There are several different designs and t-shirt colors to choose from. Maybe you want to get a Very Brady Podcast pillow for Grandma. Go online to a Very Brady Podcast store on tpublic.com today. The link is in the show notes of this episode. Go check it out, and as always, have a sunshine day. Hey, I'm disturbed. Welcome to Hysteria 51, a weekly oddcast of mysteries, conspiracies, the unusual and the unexplained. Do we have a laser thermometer to figure out if Admiral Byrd is here? I'm pointing the laser at the wall now. 71.1. 71.2. Admiral Byrd is here. With John, Brent, and Conspiracy Bot. You're all idiots. Yeah. Join them each week as they clarify conspiracies. I'm a Stuart Swerdlow. I promise I am human and I do human things. <laughs> Explore enigmas. It's all about ley lines and you'd understand that if I could explain it to you. And probe the paranormal. Hysteria 51 is a hilarious expedition into the eccentric. Stop on my joke. Thank I will you. when they're good. Tune in each week and subscribe on Apple Podcasts, the iHeartRadio app, or wherever you listen to podcasts. And remember, the truth is out there, but you won't find it here. Stay woke, meet sex. And we are back dealing with some heavy issues already. (laughs) Man, we still got the second half of the episode to go, but hopefully things will wrap up and we'll uh, put a nice little bow at the end of this episode and everybody will be happy. Yay. Yay. All right. So where were we? All right. So Greg is now hanging a new sign on the clubhouse door that reads private 
all girls keep out. And the girls are picketing outside. They got their signs that read like girls need a clubhouse too and women's rights too. And they're picketing, walking in a circle in front of the clubhouse. And uh, so the girls go back inside from picketing all day. They're just saying how exhausted they are. And picketing is just, oh, I just can't handle it so hard. So now Carol is up in the girls' room with them trying to figure out the situation. So Marcia says that they aren't giving up and they have the, the right. And Carol reminds them that they do have the right and men also have rights as well, which I thought was pretty forward thinking. She says uh, compromising is the best solution. Cut to Mike is in the boys' room talking to them. And uh, they said that they're never going to let the girls in, ever. And Mike reminds them that that's a long time. <laughs> And that uh, we have to, we're sharing a house with the girls. We have to learn to compromise. And Greg says that they're fighting for a principal. And ask <laughs> if he's ever seen a woman in the YMCA. And Mike reminds him, yeah, Mrs. Carson runs the whole YMCA. <laughs> Which I thought was pretty good, too. And they're like, I was like, damn. Got him. <laughs> <Snap>. <laughs> right? Uh, Mike comes in and... Uh, Tells Carol that she doesn't have to worry about it. The whole thing is solved. Carol is happy because she talked to the girls too. She's like, I talked to the girls too. Everything's good. Carol says that she's glad uh, he was able convincing the boys that they were wrong. Mike says, I didn't because they weren't. That's right. (laughs) He just explained that compromising is the best way to handle it when the girls are being unreasonable. Or something along those lines. Yep. <laughs> and, and Carol admitted that the girls that was, just need to go wrong along with. Thing to say. <laughs> right. And Carol told the girls that that they just need to go along with men's little idiocracies. And yeah. uh, so now Mike and Carol are arguing again about how men and women differ. So mm. do you have anything to say? But like, okay, this is interesting because they're both not wrong, but they're both not right either. Like. Yeah, and I, I, I don't want to so get into a huge debate, but yeah. well, you know. the way that they're going about the conversation is they're assuming that they're right, and so the men are like laughing at the women because, oh well, this is ours, and you guys are being silly because you know this is our stuff. So why is that a problem? And that's technically correct. I wouldn't call it right. Okay, right. Um, because you move in together, it becomes ours. Right. Like that's that's how things work. Um, And then the the women's response is just, oh, we just go along with men's little idiosyncrasies. And I mean, okay, like that's one way to look at it. I think that's a terrible way to look at how men are (laughs) because it turns out that they're also human beings. Right. So (laughs) just the way that they're talking about each other's just the gender stereotypes is just ridiculous. And, you know, and that's kind of the theme throughout this whole show and a lot of shows of the era. Right. Where you're just looking at this very stereotypical male female dichotomy and oh well men are like this and they're unreasonable or women are being unreasonable or whatever it is and and everybody feels like they're right but everybody's wrong like it's just not the (laughs) way that it is like that's the women aren't being unreasonable I mean the men aren't wrong in that it was it was theirs right but how do you share something like that and I guess the solution they came up with well we'll get to there we'll get there okay yes so, Good point. Right. I think they're points. both wrong for, for a variety yes, of reasons. They are both wrong. <laughs> they are both wrong. <laughs> so yeah. Greg is downstairs in the kitchen with Alice. Greg asks Alice what she thinks who was right about the clubhouse. Alice mm-hmm. says, I'm not getting involved. 
which ha <laughs> I scoff. Lies. Alice gets lies. involved. <laughs> Web of lies. Alice, yep. you can't trust her. Just then, Marsha walks in, and Alice tells, uh, asks for this, or Alice, good lord, I can't mm-hmm. words. Just then, Marsha walks in, Alice tells her that she doesn't want to get involved. And Marsha's like, you don't even know what I was going to ask. She's like, what were you going to ask? Well, who do you think was right? And she's like, I'm not getting involved. So, and then it cuts to Alice telling Carol that she doesn't want to get involved. Carol's even coming to Alice. Like, who do you think was right? And so Alice is like, I'm not getting involved. Um, and I'm not taking sides. And I'm like, no. Which is smart on Alice's part. Um, she doesn't I mean, get involved right in family yeah, for family matters, which is, oh my God, whatever. That's all she does. Mm-hmm. So uh, Mike walks in saying he needs uh, her. Oh, he goes, he goes, uh, Alice, I need your help. <laughs> and then Mike dun, sees dun, Carol dun. standing there. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And he tells Carol that he was just going to say he needs her helmet because for yeah. the National Guard. <laughs> like, what? <laughs> good, good, good effort there, guy. Good effort. Because <laughs> yeah. that checks out. Oh, yeah. You didn't know me and Alice are in the National Guard and need to borrow her helmet. You didn't know that? Like, well, happen to dumb. wear the same size. It's just highly unusual coincidence. <laughs> <laughs> so now, because Alice is watching a soap opera and she's crying. It's so like typical. I typical couldn't like figure the... out what she was doing. Is that was she watching it or was it on the radio? I thought she was watching it, but I mean, okay, all we hear is is the audio, so. Yeah, and we couldn't figure it out because we were having this discussion, Scott and I, when we were, because um, he was equally as enthusiastic as I to watch this, by the way. He'd never <laughs> seen it either, so this is the first time for both of us. And nice. so, because in the era, it's probably the era where there's only one television in the house, I would think. Uh, I think they have two. Do they have two? Okay, because we, since this is the only episode, we don't, and we don't really understand how the house is set up, so we weren't sure. Could you see the TV? Oh, she's in the the kitchen, kitchen, right? No, so it must have been on the radio. You're probably right. Uh, That's what we were wondering, because we're like, what is she? Is it is it the radio? Where is this voice coming from? But they don't show watching on a TV. But then we're like, well, do they have a TV? Maybe they do, but it's probably only one. And so that was our conversation we had there. We couldn't figure it out. No, that's that's a good question. I think you're right. Um, (laughs) It might have been the radio because there's no TV in the kitchen. So okay, and we yeah we weren't sure if is it the open kitchen concept or not. Right, right. Yeah, we talked about the house in like our my first episode, like like, because my first episode, I, uh, my buddy he's a uh, like a mortgage loan officer, and his wife is a, a real estate agent, and so we were talking about the house. Like this house is like very, it's like unusual for its time period. Like they had a huge open floor plan, and the the living room yes. was giant living room, and like and they have like the balcony that overlooks and the kitchen. Mm-hmm. Like it's a really nice house. Like it's impressive yeah. for the time period. It was really nice. Um, yeah, I would say very unusual layout for the time period. But, yeah. Yeah. All right. So she's listening to a soap opera on the radio, I guess. Um, and in the soap, you hear a man and woman talking. And the woman says that all she ever wants was for him um, is equality in the home. And uh, just then Alice gets an idea. I'm going to get involved with the family. Mm. Good idea. <laughs> So now Alice is uh, telling Carol the whole plan. Of course, we don't get to hear the plan. Carol just says that she did. Carol's like, I don't think I can carry out the plan very well. 
And Alice is like, right, that's the idea. You know, and she's like, oh, yeah, I'm dumb. Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so, so <clears throat> cut to Mike is looking out the window and sees Carol and the girls outside in the backyard and they're attempting to build their own clubhouse. And it's hilarious because girls can't build things. Right. No, it gets worse. It gets worse. As you know, this gets... (laughs) So they're like, but they're intentionally doing it bad. So the boys and Alice all join Mike at the window watching them and just laugh at the hilarity of a girl using a hammer and nails. Oh, my God. And she broke the saw. (laughs) Yeah, she broke the saw. And they're secretly making fun of them. Carol notices that they're watching, so she's playing it up. She's hamming it up, like, oh, no. And that's when she, like, is goofing everything up, like, totally three stooges. I was waiting for her to pick up a board and, like, spin around and (laughs) knock something over and hit one of the kids over the head. You know, that's what I was waiting for, but it didn't happen. Um, So Carol knocks a wall over, and Alice is like, oh, my God, that almost hit Cindy. And Mike decides, Mm -hmm. okay, this isn't funny anymore, and goes out there. Yeah, so, the, men, the men rescue them with their skills. This is, right. So mm. Mike totally goes out there and, like, <laughs> he just takes the whole project over. He's an architect, you know? So Mike and the boys come out uh, to help. Just because you're an architect doesn't mean you can build things. Right, right. That's two different ju- skills. He's a designer, but... true. He's not a construction <laughs> foreman. He is a designer. Yes, you're correct. Mm-hmm. So... He immediately orders the girls to go make lemonade because uh, men, working men get thirsty. I thought this is hilarious. I wrote, I wrote Horrible. working men get thirsty. Go get us lemonade. And I wrote, ugh. <laughs> That's right. what I know. Just, uh. And, and I Scott really. Started, yeah. Sorry. Go ahead. Yeah. No, no. I And I really expected Carol to be like, hold up a second equality <laughs> like let's yes. do this all together as a family we have a we have a fucking housekeeper she can make right. lemonade right you know, let's do this as, point about uh, totally <laughs> right that's what i was waiting on i was really waiting for that to happen i was like oh nice try but no and then carol admits that they were trying to trick him but mike's mike knew the whole time you know mm. and carol tells him that she's going to go help with the lemonade oh my god that's so funny like she <laughs> Just, well, I just Mike, yeah. <laughs> well, Mike tells the boys that uh, he wants to hear the sounds of real, real building going on. Mm-hmm. God, I think when this actually came up, I was watching it and um, I visibly just went ah, and Scott started <laughs> laughing at me. He's like, I he was he's like, I was waiting. I was waiting for you to not be able to take it anymore. And I'm like, I can't I can't I can't do this. This is just I couldn't believe ridiculous. it either. I was just like, what? Like, because well, a lot of like, times the show is, they do, like, in the first episode, they talk about this is a modern family, you know, like, they right. they push the boundaries of your typical family dynamic. And that's how they've always done very forward thinking, except in this episode. What? Like, she's like, you're right. You're A man should be doing this. I better go make a lemonade. Didn't All of us girls. Did you say at the beginning that this was a different writer than last five episodes? You're right. Good point. Do you think that might be why? I don't know. But Sherwood Schwartz signs off on all this shit, so you would think, hmm. I don't know. Some quality control. Good point. I don't know. But I just wondered why. You're right. Why didn't they all just work together? Like, right. Why did they? Why did they just have to do the fake building to bamboozle the boys? If they could have just been like, "Hey, we if, if you won't share yours, we would like to build our own 
clubhouse because there's enough room in the backyard. Will, will you guys right. help us? Or they can't do it? Like, come on. <laughs> like, come on. Ah! I know. Well, that's why we have YouTube. Hello. Jesus. Well, you know. <laughs> uh, but you think, I don't know. Whatever. <laughs> right. <laughs> Just very frustrating. Uh, <laughs> All right. So let's see here. Okay, so Mike is, uh, now we cut to, Mike is, everybody's in the backyard, and Mike is standing in front of this brand new clubhouse, which is beautiful, by the way. Mm-hmm. It's painted, it's nice, it's pink, a billion times nice. It's, yeah, pink. It's a proper well, it's girls, for girls clubhouse. Mm-hmm. Duh. Hey, now you can't be judging, maybe they wanted it pink. It's not like he was like, well, the girls, we painted pink, you know. He may have asked them, and they may have said, we want it pink, you know. We don't know. We can't prejudge there. I did anyway. So... <laughs> <laughs> based on context clues from the rest of the entire episode no, I, I felt really safe in making that leap <laughs> no i got you and this is the fight i want to fight is this no <laughs> you're probably right <laughs> yeah. so mike is doing a speech in front of the girls clubhouse um he does say that everyone pitched in to help um and the girls and the girls clubhouse just looks amazing um mm-hmm. Just then, the boys' clubhouse all of a sudden just falls apart behind them. And Greg and Bobby, uh, Greg asked Bobby where he got the nails from to build the girls' clubhouse. And he said, I, I took it from the from our clubhouse. Mm-hmm. And, like, first of all, why Why would you? Well, that doesn't even make sense. Also, like, it's his clubhouse. It's not like not one of the notice? girls, like, right. Like, like how did he, he if, took it out and apparently it just stayed together. But, like, you if you're taking nails out, I mean, he had to have a hammer, like, pulling on those nails. To, and that'd be so slow. It's way, yeah. it takes way more time to pull nails out than to put nails in. Like, I know that. So, <laughs> if he's, right. this little boy is trying to pull nails out of their old clubhouse and not just going and running and getting nails, like, someone should have noticed that. Like, just the time lag <laughs> there had to be substantial. <laughs> I would think, right? I'm I'm impressed that you knew that, you know, that it took longer for nails to come out than to go in. It's impressive for knowing that I'm being a woman. So I know. <laughs> I mean, even though my brain is smaller, I do what I can. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I only kid. I only kid. Um, remember, I grew up with four sisters. I have no brothers. So I could take a joke. <laughs> um, all right. <laughs> um, let's see here. Uh, so now the boys at Clubhouse just fell apart. And so um, now the boys say that they'll just use the girls' Clubhouse. Just then the girls say that it's theirs and they aren't sharing and they all begin to fight. And Mike and Carol just sigh and jump in to break it up. <laughs> so now we're getting to Mike, Carol, and Alice are discussing how well the kids are getting along now and quietly watching TV. Just then they hear Greg yell, Hey, we were watching that, but we want to watch this and da, 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 da. And then arguing just continues. And then I'm sure Alice was like, I fucking told you. I told you. <laughs> <laughs> like, six never kids, to me. man. Yep. And that's the end of the episode. Ta-da. So, what did you think? What did you think? What did you think? We made it through. <laughs> what did you think like would you watch the show again like you're gonna give up after just the one episode oh, which I'm is a little unusual <laughs> what if i have you on the show again i would watch it if you had me on the show again yes all right 
Well, maybe I'll handpick it for you. Uh, I'll pick something later when the kids are a little older and it's not the 60s anymore. And we kind of dive more into the 70s. And Oh, whenever. I don't episodes. mind. I mean, I guess it's I don't mind if you don't mind my commentary. Because I know all, that it's not, not for everybody. <laughs> not at all. Not at all. <laughs> but no, and, and to be fair, also, I'm not much of a TV watcher. So it's not necessarily. It's just I just don't watch a lot of TV. So. Gotcha. Gotcha. Yep. All right, so where can people get a hold of you? Where can we find you? Do you want us to find you? Like, where do you want people to get a hold of you? Yeah, sure. So um, I guess if if you don't hate me for ruining the Brady Bunch and you want to find me, um, you can find me on Facebook. Uh, I am Doc Martin, um, M-A-R-T-I-N, not like the um, wonderful boots that I very much enjoy wearing with an E. Um, and uh, you can usually the best way to find me is through the Fish Nerds Facebook page. So if you just go to Fish Nerds or the Fish Nerds podcast, um, you'll you'll find me through there. And there'll be links to see me and interact with me um, if you want to know more about fish and less about feminism. <laughs> <laughs> there you go. <laughs> All that? right, cool. <laughs> Well, I appreciate it, Eric. I appreciate you coming by and helping out and doing an episode. And I know you'd never seen it and it was a little rough, but I appreciate it. No, it was great. We just, we, yeah, we put it on after we uh, put Cecilia to bed and that's, that was our evening. So it worked out very wonderful. (laughs) I'm happy. I'm happy to do it, Tack. (laughs) (laughs) Great. Thanks. And uh, Thanksgiving is coming up. So I hope you have a fantastic Thanksgiving. You too. You as well. In um, the Carolinas, Virginia, you're over in the East Coast now. Well, I've always been on the East Coast. I was in Florida. Now I'm in Virginia. Yeah. Virginia. That's right. Yeah. So you've been there for a few months now. I moved here in July. Yeah. So Mm -hmm. it's getting cold and I'm not happy. (laughs) Oh, yeah. Oh, you you need a scarf. You need to learn how to knit so you can make a scarf. Okay. Or I can just get a woman to do it for me. No, I'm just kidding. Ah, no, I would totally it. learn how to knit. I would do it. Sure. I don't care. No, apparently it's pretty easy, but I've never been able to do it. So there you go. Oh, I thought you were going to be like this. Like I knit all the time and I'll show you, you know, like, no, you're just like, you should learn how to do it. So I can't do it, but you should. You should learn. I can sew. So I could sew you a scarf, but I, I don't think that's a thing. Knit it. I don't think you can sew a scarf. I mean, I guess you can cut patterns, and sew, but that's not a very comfortable yeah. scarf. It's going to be a really terrible scarf. So yeah, probably I will not be giving you a scarf for Christmas. I hope that doesn't it's ruin cool. your plans. <laughs> well, I mean, kind of does, but I don't know. I'll figure something out. I mean, I guess my neck will just be cold. So oh, it's fine. no. You uh, just grow your beard out and then use that <laughs> as a scarf. It's nature's scarf. That's right. Solutions. (laughs) All right, Doc. I appreciate it. Thanks so much. Yep. No worries. I want to thank my guest one last time for stopping by. I certainly appreciate it. And hey, guys, you can contact me at a very Brady podcast at gmail.com. Send me an email or you can give me a call and leave a voice message at 804-446-1901. Once again, that's 804-446-1901, and I'll play it on the show. Head on over to the merch store at TeePublic. The link is in the description below. You got to check it out. We got t-shirts, coffee mugs, pillows, uh, stickers, magnets, and uh, several of the designs I designed myself. So check it out, guys. 
Also, join the Facebook group. It's called the Very Brady Facebook group. Join in on the conversation. Post memes. Post whatever you want. I don't care. Just don't be a racist. And be sure to also check out the Patreon page. If you enjoy the show, give a donation and become a patron. I'd certainly appreciate it. You can head over to patreon.com forward slash a very Brady podcast. Until next time, I've been Tack, and this has been a very Brady podcast. Have a sunshine day. <laughs>